Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potter? Sky back with you, bringing in our boy Chris Benavides all the way from the East Coast, the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast to break down the listener league for the TCK Pod rookies and veterans. This is episode 274. Chris, great to have you back, man. How are you? Doing well, buddy. Just uh, another week, week four, quarter of the way through the season. So crazy. We're grinding. Crazy. Yo, let's uh let's get the let's get the cat out of the bag right away, man. Um you know, we just got news that the uh, Steelers and Titans are are postponed. There could be more games either this week or next week or following through the season. This is kind of the first domino to drop in the National Football League. Of course, baseball had an early scare, but they handled it. Basketball did a pretty great job. They're almost done with the season, clearly. And then hockey, of course, getting through it as well. Um, just your quick thoughts, Chris, on all of these. Uh, how are you handling things in the Commission Listener League? Um, and how are you doing things in general? I know you got a big time, you know, again, 25 year plus home league and things. How are you handling things with IR spots? Um, you know, I know it's a bye week on the schedule, but are you opening up extra IR spots for these teams? Are you having any, any sort of postponements in your own? I've heard all sorts of stuff all over Twitter. People are kind of freaking out with an unprecedented change here and I'm just trying to get a different waiver of opinion so how are you feeling about this and we'll get into the tck listener league rosters of course in general but um are you affected uh, heavily from you know some of these star players being held out here from the titans and steelers game this week yeah so i am not actually i don't have a ton of uh i actually don't have a ton of shares on either team to be honest um which is uh i guess a good thing in this this circumstance it's one of these things like you just didn't know what team or or when it was going to happen but we all i think everyone knew it was going to happen at some point i'm actually kind of surprised that it took this long like it's you know we're already you know towards the first quarter of the season over and we're you know we're getting the first cases of covid so I'm not surprised that it's something that we're dealing with, um, which is why everyone, I think most leagues built in IR spots that could take on COVID um, based scenarios. Right. And so this would be one of those scenarios where you can obviously roster COVID spots in the IR, in the IR spot in our home league. I mean, you know, it's, it's a bit of chaos. If you, you know, if you followed our podcast, the commission podcast way back when, when we first started, we obviously featured a lot of the home league, you know, that it's complete chaos. And so when we brought this up to our league during draft day, um, the league was basically split. And then the final vote ended up voting against any type of IR spots. And we already have short benches. So anybody that has, um, anybody that has any of the, the rostered players for both teams are basically fucked. So Alex, and uh, my cousin Jeff are basically pork this week. They don't have any, they're basically taking zeros because my league decided to watch the world burn. That's what, that's what we're good for. That's what they want to do. So fine. And Alex and Jeff get the short end of the stick. So it's the only league that I have that I'm in where there aren't any IR spots for COVID. So that's, um, you know, but it is what it is. So you just got to deal with it, move on. And hopefully, um, I, I think if I understand this correctly, that they'll just basically swap the bye weeks of those two teams moving forward. Yes, that's the intention. But Dwayne and I were right. talking about it on yesterday's podcast that that sounds good on paper. And of course, people much more educated in this situation than you and I are making these decisions. I'm sure it'll be fine, but uh, they don't have the same bye week. So yeah, and, and there are other teams that they would sub later on that may not have the same bye week. So they potentially are gonna have to move around the schedule. And again, we're only talking about two teams right now. But the Vikings and the Texans are also kind of in a lower conversation because the Vikings right. and, and Titans played last week. And anyway, it just, it's the first one to kind of come through the pipeline. And I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes a more weekly uh, conversation, but um, yeah, and we can only react to what we know and we only know about two teams so far. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. And <clears throat> just to kind of um, make one last point about that, again, like obviously that the NFL is obviously making um, making decisions kind of in real time, and, and I'm sure they have a plan if things get sort of out of control, right? It's like the reason the NBA and the MLB had a bit of a luxury in a sense because they play so many games. So you could you you could cancel certain you know a portion of the season, like a week of games, right, or two weeks of games to battle this you couldn't do that with the nfl race so if a bunch of teams started going off like there was just too many teams to and not enough bye weeks to 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 mitigate um sort of the lingering effects the only thing that i can see that might be a reasonable um consideration and i'd be curious to see if this is what ends up playing out is that if there was sort of a large-scale breakout i think you'd end up having to push the super bowl back and push all of the sort of the timeline of the nfl back similarly to how the nhl nba and mlb did moving into their season. So I think that that would probably be the only uh, f- um, fixed factor that you'd have to make a variable is the time frame of things, if that makes sense. And an interesting situation too is like, what if this comes up again for a second team? Like the Steelers and Titans are taking a bye week off this week. That's great. Right, exactly. What if in five weeks this happens again and they have to cancel another game? They don't have exactly. another bye week. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, maybe do that so. whole um, – Maybe like the 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 snow day school closure exactly uh, you yeah. know extension of uh, of the school year we just move it to the end of the season like again sounds mm. good on paper but uh, there's so much going on Dwayne and I uh, were talking yesterday about the one positive for the NFL I guess silver lining a little bit is that we're not worried about fans as much as usual a big part exactly. of this is like ticket sales and 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 uh, travel plans and and reservations and shit and fans and all this stuff if we don't have fans at all or less of them as we have so far in the NFL, uh, it's not as much of a uh, talking point. So they really just have to worry about the teams and the staff exactly. instead of, you know, the entire marketing situation. So, yep. all right, man, I appreciate that. I just want to get the, get that out of the bag here. It's obviously, you know, again, another good thing is we're three weeks in, this is the first scare. So at least we've got, you know, some of the season underway and, and moving. But the reality is with all these injuries and COVID now coming into play, it just um, adds to the, uh, 2020 madness but we have finally made it to october um it's crazy i feel like i just kind of went to sleep in march and now it's october somehow yeah for real bro fucking unbelievable (laughs) it's Um, wild (laughs) but here we are man week four let's get into this we'll start with the rookies of course and again disclaimer rookies is just simply new to the tck pod league this year weren't in it last year so we are three weeks into this. We'll run down last week's recapped scores. We'll update you on the standings for the Rookie League, and then we'll jump into uh, week four's matchups, and then we'll turn the page to the Veteran League as well. All right, we'll start up at the top here. Our boy Dweez Nuts, the TCK representative in the Rookie League, 144 to 118 over Mamba. Big win for him. Then we had Josh, the commish representative 184 to 94 over wagon that's a big win there for you so uh dweez at two and one mamba at zero and three wagon at one and two josh aka the commish representative three and oh there wolfpack 127 a narrow loss to jcare at 128 ulysses gets upended by megatron 154 to 115 a big uh showing there by megan well done sack attack 108 to 85 over Shep, and then um, nobody stopping me. Our boy Weston, 3-0, looking really good here, 158 to 110 over Funk. The updated uh, standings as of week four, Weston and Josh up at the top at 3-0. Megatron, J-Care, Dweez, and Sack Attack all at 2-1. Wolfpack, Wagon, Ulysses, and Funk at one and two, and Mamba Forever and Shep down in the cellar at 0 and 3. Need to turn that around as quickly as possible. All right, Chris, let's jump into the rosters here and the matchups for week four. And again, this is uh, kind of that turning point here in the season where if you are 0 and 3, you need to get a dub immediately. If you're 3 and 0, you can sacrifice a loss if you have injuries or COVID or whatever. This is really the type of. Uh, the time of the season to really start taking advantage of trades and whatnot as well. So per usual, man, I'll just bring up the matchups and we'll dive through these best that we can. So first on the docket, Dwee's nuts going up two and one against Jay care at two and one. This is a big, uh, one of these guys can kind of propel themselves securely in second place in the league. We'll start with Dwee's. He's got Kyler Murray, James Robinson, Melvin Gordon, uh, cup, AJ green, Kelsey, Justin Jefferson after a huge game last week, and then Derek Carr as well. 
Yeah, good team. I, I like uh, I like that he's rolling with Justin Jefferson here. It's um, you know, I think he's been sort of the talk of the town for fantasy, and uh, a lot of people are basically suggesting that um, you know, Kirk Cousins. Basically, it wasn't a fluke, right? So Kirk Cousins was basically hitting him down all game last week. So um, it looks like that's something that could stick. And the fact that Adam Thielen obviously is on the field takes away sort of that number one pressure off of Justin Jefferson. Um, so I like that. It's a good, good, uh, good squad he's rolling. 71 yard touchdown last week, 175 total, uh, huge, huge breakout for the, the rookie out yep. of uh, LSU. On the other side, Jake Hare, you got your boy Brady, Zeke, Aaron Jones, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Boyd, Mark Andrews, Ronald Jones, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, I love the Tyler Boyd play this week against Jacksonville. Uh, I think that they will end up uh, scoring a ton of points. It just seems like it's weird. Like Cincinnati's offense is um, – how do you explain it? It's, it's like high energy. I think Burrow has like – he has like this uh, sense of urgency about him when he, when he plays, and I think it's pretty infectious. The team's actually like – they're doing pretty good as far as like fantasy work goes, and, and Tyler Boyd's been um, you know, fairly effective. So I'm going to be interested to watch him play this week. I agree. We're going to talk about your boy Mixon here in just a second, but uh, I, I do <laughs> sure. I do like this offense. They just have to uh, just have to fine tune it and get in the end zone. That's really the only issue. They're missing opportunities to score. That is yeah. the difference. The Bengals have lost. Well, they've lost two games, and they obviously tied the Eagles. They have lost the two games that they lost by a total of eight points, and of course, they tied the Eagles there. So they're literally nine points away, if you will, from being three and zero. And you could say that often about a lot of teams, but think about that. That's a touchdown and a field goal. And, you know, this is a completely different season here for the Bengals. So I think they are about to turn the corner here. All right, let's get into uh, Megatron 2-1 and one versus Wagon at 1-2. and two. We'll start with Megatron. Patrick Mahomes, Chris Carson, assuming he plays. Mark Ingram, Julio Jones, assuming he plays. Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant, DJ Chark, assuming he plays. And Nick Follins. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of assumes there. So um, hard to say uh, if everyone plays good squad are you so, still feel are you still feeling as confident as you were preseason about Chark? obviously he's been hurt a little bit but he wasn't quite effective in the first few weeks either i know that you were pounding the drum top yeah. 12 receiver for you on your side uh just what's your pulse after three weeks of like meh performance and some injuries here for Chark? yeah i don't know it's hard to say i mean i think the team is it almost feels like the team's like still adjusting to like the loss of leonard fournette but like james robinson's doing just fine uh and Chark's just not he hasn't been healthy so um yeah, it's it's hard to say, man. I really don't know. I can't get a I can't get a a feel for the offense right now. Like they looked good in week one, um, even like even though Chark didn't necessarily have a ton of uh, targets, he still put out like a decent day. So um, I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah, I, I don't have a good read on them at the moment, and uh, I don't want to pretend like I do. So I'll just kind of leave it at that. Hopefully, we could just get him healthy and, and get him back yeah, out on the field and see exactly. what happens there. Exactly. All right. On the other side, wagons rolling out. Matt Ryan, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon. Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Zach Ertz, Devontae Parker, and Josh Allen. Well, let me ask you, how do you feel about your boy Joe Mixon? I feel fine about him, honestly. Really, yeah. And 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 I know, you know, you and I have been on the other side of the fence all all summer about this. And like, look, I'm realistic. Like, I don't feel great because he's not been as effective as I thought he would be. But at the same time, it's not like he's not getting work. Like this is not a Le'Veon Bell last year situation where they're just not using him and blah, 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 right. like they did in the first <clears> half last season. He's getting plenty of work. He's got at least 16 carries in each game. Again, the Bengals are just not scoring touchdowns. Joe Burrow is still th overthrowing his receivers, right? Like they're, they're getting out in, in, in three downs instead of extending drives, and their defense is fucking horrible, so they never get off the field. All these other things, I think, just like spiral out of control. Mm. I do think Joe Mixon is going to be worth it eventually. Obviously, I had him at, at running back six coming into the season. That's going to be a long shot at this point. But with all these injuries, who knows? Um, yeah, for real. So, you know, he might underachieve that. But honestly, as far as like a panic and sell him away, I'm actually trying to potentially acquire him if I can get him on the cheap. I'm not going to go crazy and, and, and spend too much or anything. But him, Kenyon Drake, David Johnson, James Conner, even maybe Chris Carson with this injury. Those are running backs that are bell cows when they're healthy and with all these injuries on and COVID and everything else this season, I need to have those guys on my team, even if I have to eat it once or twice, because they will go off eventually. And so honestly, I'm nervous, uh, but I'm not full panic yet. So I do, I do, I am holding out faith, I guess, in Joe Mixon. Last year until week nine, he was the cute, he was the running back like 37. After that, he was a top six running back. So I'm holding faith that they figured it out. Would you uh, just uh, another another point here quickly? 
um, I saw on Twitter that someone posted on how he got a trade offer. Um, he this this person had James Robinson mm-hmm. for Joe Mixon straight up. Mm-hmm. Would you do that trade? Um, I wouldn't do it this week because I love James Robinson to run all over the Bengals defense. That's absolutely horrendous. However, what I might do is let just see how they go head to head. They're literally playing each other. So that's an easy game to watch for yourself. Yeah. And what I might do is just table it and see how James Washington uh, or James Robinson, excuse me, James Robinson does. I think he's going to have another, maybe couple scores this week. You might be able to go higher than Joe Mixon is what I'm getting at. Uh, Joe Mm -hmm. Mixon could also do well against Jacksonville at home. um, And it might just end up being a wash and an even trade. And if that person pitched it already, they're willing to do it head to head rest of season. I want Mixon this week and the next two weeks with what the schedules are for each player. I'd rather have James Robinson, but if you're, if you're okay, like if you have a stud, like a, if you have a Dalvin cook and Alvin Kamara or somebody like that, and you can sacrifice maybe getting rid of James Robinson to bring in the, potential i guess of, of joe mixon you're sitting well in the rankings then i would do that otherwise i would actually hold on to james robinson yeah fair enough i agree with that all right uh josh allen out of his mind obviously and matt ryan we say it every single week but that's a great super flex duo there for quarterbacks all right man let's check check in with your boy josh and shep here josh three and oh representing the commission undefeated so far shep oh and three this uh this one could get ugly quick we'll start with josh here we got prescott alvin Kamara, jonathan taylor Preston Williams, Keenan Allen after 19 targets last week, Hayden Hurst, Robert Woods, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, good team. It was funny. We talked about this on the pod, uh, the commish pod, not too long ago, actually two episodes ago. And I asked him if, uh, asked Josh if it was time to sell Keenan Allen because obviously Keenan Allen notably has his, let's say, biggest games, uh, at least recently in the beginning of the season. And then he kind of fades off during the fantasy football season. Josh is holding on to him. So that won't be the case. So I think uh, Josh has a nice squad and uh, Keenan Allen will probably anchor and have a nice, I think he'll have a nice rest of the season, I think with uh, Herbert in in place. I agree. Let's jump on the other side here with Shep, Cam Newton, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Russell Gage. Juju is in now, but he's going to have to take him out because that's obviously um, Juju's not playing. I'm I'm sure he's just waiting for waivers to claim and and see if Michael Thomas is going to be healthy. Uh, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, and Deshaun Jackson. I will say that uh, Michael Thomas is on his bench. So if Michael Thomas can actually go this week, which he's questionable, uh, then he would just flip him in for Juju, I'm sure. But taking Juju and Michael Thomas out of it, how do we feel about this team? Newton, Chubb, Gurley, Gage, Waller, Hawkinson, DJX. Is he, is he, uh, does he not have a second QB to flex? I don't, uh, he's got Jimmy G, but he's not playing probably. Uh, I feel like and I'd then probably... otherwise he doesn't No. Yeah. I feel like I'd probably look for another quarterback on the waivers and swap that out for D Jackson. It's, it's a super flex league, man. I mean, so I'm saying, not, yeah, nobody's even available. I mean, that's oh, really it is right. Even I off mean, the waivers. Like, yeah. I'd, not I'd really. start making some trades or I don't know. I would, I would try to figure out how to get some production in that spot. Cause the team is pretty good. Like even without, Michael Thomas and like the team is not terrible. Um, so I don't know. It's like one of those things where like, you're probably Oh and three because of a certain injury, but like, I don't, I, I don't know what his scores were yeah. in the previous week. So he may, may, I don't know, maybe he's lost some close ones where, you know, he ends up Oh and three, but his like record doesn't reflect the overall team. Like I know that like, for example, I have Darren Waller in the home league and like he probably crushed his team last week. Cause I think Darren Waller had like four points or 3.8 points yep. it was awful. Right, but then like Darren Waller popped off the, the the game before that in week two, and I'm sure like there was someone else who didn't play well, right? That kind of hurt him. So like I feel like that's like one of those teams where like on paper they look good, but they haven't clicked yet. You know, and ha- having Michael Thomas out uh, pretty much also so hurts far exactly. Season, that's that's been brutal. All exactly. Right, let's, let's go into the next matchup here. This is Mamba Forever at zero and three, and Funk at one and two. So one of these guys is going to be further in the cellar, uh, and the other one will be able to um, you know increase their opportunity here. And again for week four week five week six man you really got to get in the win column or it can get uh spiraled out of control quickly mamba forever we're going with uh, deshaun watson david johnson randall cobb and jordan akins so that's four texans folks you're hearing that correctly also going with miles sanders alan robinson julian edelman and baker mayfield yeah um I don't know how I feel about four guys on one team. I guess he doesn't. Really, he doesn't really have a choice. So I mean, yeah, you know, okay. he's got he's got Derrick Henry, Johnu Smith, and Deontay uh, so Johnson all out yeah. with the COVID game. Yep, yep. So he's he's one of the yeah he's one of those teams that's just getting mauled by it. So yeah, I mean, if you don't have any other choice, yeah, just just you know pray the night before and, and uh, hopefully <laughs> the Texans play well. That's it. I mean, that's that's what you got to hope for. 
How about this one, uh, potentially? Your boy Beasley going up against the Raiders. He's got him on his bench. Love it. I mean, he needs to play him, but I love Beasley. So <laughs> you got you to start, start Beasley. Got it. Got it. Maybe that's I mean, John, Bra- John Brown just got back to practice. He'll mm-hmm. probably play this week, but, you know, I don't know. Those injuries don't necessarily, like, mean that the guy's 100% healthy just because he's playing. So I think Cole Beasley has a nice floor. So why, why you wouldn't start Cole Beasley is a question he needs to ask himself on Saturday. Got it. I like it. I like it. All right, let's go with Funk here. He's got Breeze, Drake, Singletary, Lamb, Cooper, Hooper, Thielen, and Fitzpatrick. Two Cowboys, right? Did I hear that right? Two Cowboys. He also has Dalton Schultz. Yeah, you know what? I mean, screw it. Uh, that, that. Going against Cleveland, I mean, you Dax could rack throwing it up potentially. Yeah. yeah, Dak's throwing 400-plus yards a game. So, yeah, why not? Um, I like it. It's, uh, yeah, good team. I mean, I don't have, I don't have much, uh, much to say about it. It's a good team. I like it. Let's move on to Ulysses. And Weston, Weston 3-0, looking really good. Ulysses 1-2 here. We'll start with Ulysses. Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Miles Gaskin, Devontae Adams, assuming he plays. Will Fuller, assuming he plays. Evan Ingram, Kenny Galladay, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, nice team. I want to ask you, uh, how do you feel about Miles Gaskin? Miles mm. Carroll, Baskin, Gaskin. Yeah, fool's gold. I mean, that's how Really, I, yeah? Yeah, I do. It's not his fault. It's the team, dude. We do this all the time. We did it last year with Devontae Parker, and it finally worked out on the receiving game, but not until Preston Williams went down, yada, yada. Honestly, I this might be like a Joe Mixon last year thing where like he just underperforms, 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 and they figure it out, and he takes off. That'd be awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't hate him. And, again, all these injuries, COVID, running backs are scarce anyway. He's getting the work. Like, I don't yeah. I don't hate him. You know, I think yeah. he's fine. I'm, I'm looking up his, his – uh, He seems to have his, a decent – yeah, he seems to have a decent floor. Um, he's out snapping both Brita and Howard. Right. The only thing for him is he's losing goal line uh, shares. Well, that's what I was going to say. So he's got 60, 65, 66, and 76% of the snap share. So that's increasing, which is great. 22 carries last week, which is awesome, but 65 yards, right? So three yards per yep. carry, that's not going to get it done. Five for five in the receiving game for 29, not bad. But again, he hasn't scored yet on the season. Jordan Howard has like six carries for negative four yards and four touchdowns. Like, it's just stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I agree with you. Like, like, for production and the guy to get the work, get the work, get the work, accidentally break a 20-yard run and score a touchdown, sure. But I don't want to play him. Ulysses is playing him out of necessity this week, right? Um, but I'm not excited to play Miles Gaskin. Uh, per se. Devontae Adams, obviously, if he stays healthy, you get him back with Rodgers. Great. Will Fuller pops up with another hamstring. Like, this is just it's just the case. Um, but Galladay came back with the touchdown last week, so hopefully he can bounce back. On the other side, we got Weston at 3-0 and so far. Wilson, CEH, David Montgomery, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Higby, DK, and Gallup. Yeah, uh, I like it. And I'm very, I was very happy to see Gallup uh, get himself back right mm-hmm. last week. So, um, yeah, I wasn't necessarily, I don't actually, it's weird. I don't have any shares of Gallup and I wish I did, but uh, I think everyone's getting a little nervous there for a second and uh, a lot of people wrote him off. So, yep. um, happy to see it. Absolutely. And Weston is 3-0 and here without playing a quarterback as a super flex spot. Just want to like make a note of that because <laughs> yeah. We always just automatically put a quarterback in there. But look, if you don't have a – the quarterback he has who he could play is Nick Foles, um, who was great in the second half last week. But, like, you know, what are we going to get in a full game? Playing the Colts defense, solid defense, but he's got um, Gallup instead going up against the Browns. I think he's going to crush. CeeDee Lamb's a little bit banged up, limited at practice this week. So if he misses any time or he's limited, we know what Gallup can do. Uh, DK obviously playing out of his mind. Ridley, Tyreek Hill. You know, as long as Higby gets his work and Demont actually shows up with Tariq Cohen out, uh, this team is pretty, pretty ridiculous. And of course, led by uh, Russell Wilson up at the top. So Weston's looking pretty good. Okay, let's move on to our last matchup here in the rookie league. So we got uh, T Strain, aka Wolfpack, and Sack Attack. Wolfpack at one and two, Sack Attack two and one. We'll start with Wolfpack. He's got Lamar Jackson looking to bounce back after a very embarrassing game against the Chiefs on Monday night. Career low in passing yards. Yikes. I think that's going to definitely increase against Washington. He's got Eckler, Mike Davis, Mike Willi- uh, excuse me, Mike Evans, uh, OBJ, Hunter Henry, Kareem Hunt, and Jared Goff. 
Yeah, like the squad, um, I'm curious to see if Cream Hunt plays. I saw that he was questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know who he has on his bench. But yeah, overall, good squad. It seems like seems like he could do some work there. Joshua Kelly, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Robbie Anderson looks like his options for flex. Yeah, I'd pro- I mean, if, if it's not Cream Hunt, I think you got to start Cream Hunt if he's good to go. Of course. Uh, maybe, maybe Robbie Anderson this week. Yeah, me too. Against against Arizona. Oh, for a big play. I think Josh Kelly has been great, but he's already got Eckler as well. So you could play both of them potentially and just hope Mm -hmm. it happens. But Tampa Bay's defense is pretty solid. That game's in Tampa Bay across the country for the Chargers and T.Y. Hilton uh, is droppable. I am dropping, dropping touchdowns. (laughs) Get out of here. All right. Sack attack two and one Minshew. Rex Burkhead, man, Rex Burkhead, three touchdowns last week. We'll see what happens if James White can come back. We got Dobbins, Hopkins, DJ Moore, Logan Thomas, James White. So he is playing both running backs here for the Patriots and Zach Moss. So again, Minshew, Burkhead, Dobbins, Hopkins, Moore, Logan Thomas, uh, James White, and Zach Moss. Yeah, love that. Uh, love that two RB flex on the Pats. That's uh, <laughs> we're over here trying to tell people not to go on the Pats uh, draft. Pats running backs. He's fucking starting two of them so good for you sack attack uh the other thing that um is intriguing to me is i think dj moore is sort of like the i think people are becoming very polarized about dj moore as far as his upside this this year um he's been inconsistent and people are either saying he's a bust or just be calm it's kind of like the wide receiver is it the joe mixon of wide receivers in a sense yeah so, yeah, I'm not ready to panic on DJ Moore just yet. I think he's got a lot in the tank. I do think that um, he was sort of the recipient of play scripts that haven't gone his way in a sense. Like, these things just tend to happen. It's only been three games. Like, even in week one when he didn't perform that well, like, he did lead the team in, uh, in targets. And then week three, you know, the, they basically just suffocated the Chargers slowly. So, um, they didn't need DJ Moore. But they're up against the, the Cardinals, and if they're going to have a shot at this – you know, winning this game, they're going to have to, you know, pass the ball. So DJ Moore is obviously going to be a recipient of that. And I think, um, I think he has another, I, he, I can see him leading the team in targets again and whether or not he can outpace Robbie Anderson for most yards, that'll be another story. But I do, I, I, I want to, I want to feel confident that this is the game he gets in the end zone bounce back game. Um, yeah, I feel good about DJ Moore. Totally agree. A couple notes here. Um, First of all, DJ Moore is ninth in the league in targets, so that's what we chase in fantasy football. His work will come. He was a top receiver last year with just four touchdowns, so he should be all right. Uh, I just want to make a mention of sack attacks, ineligible players due to COVID or injury. He has Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Dallas Goddard, and Chris Godwin all out due to injury or Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> or IR. Him. So if he had like an all IR team, he's definitely undefeated. I hope uh, I do. I do hope this two this two running back situation from the past works out for him. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, man. That's gonna be interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll again the uh, the house patriot. I'll, I'll run it back to you real quick. Uh, yeah. James White's back, obviously not injured. He just he had the, the family issue. He's been out for a couple of games. Um, we've seen over the years. You know, two years ago when he was RB seven, Burkhead got hurt, and it was all James White all the time. Last yeah. year, Burkhead was healthy. James White was healthy. They kind of split, and James White quote unquote busted. Um, do you think they're, they're kind of the same back? I think James White is better at what he does all around, but Burkhead can run the ball up the middle. He can catch the ball clearly. He's three touchdowns last week. Yeah. Not, not uh, Tom Brady. It's Cam Newton, um, who also obviously is running the ball in the goal line. So with James White back healthy, uh, who do you think will be the lead dog? And is somebody going to separate themselves or do you think they'll just split work? No, I know it's it's. Uh, I don't know. That's that's the answer. That's the that's the God's honest truth. Hand over my heart. I did no, and I don't think anybody does. Like it's, they tend to they tend to change things like from drive to drive. Like depending on how you know who's performing well and who is you know how the defenses are reading. It's like you don't really know. And you are right. Like they are sort of the same back. They they basically play the same role on the field. Um, which and by the way, this is going to affect Tony Michelle as well when James White is back. As far as like what types of play they're going to be calling. And who's gonna run the ball? Because like James White does get like I don't know five to six seven carries a game, on top of that. So yeah, it's it's tricky it's tricky to say. Um, I will say that if they are closer to the goal line, I think that's Rex Burkhead's territory. You don't see a whole ton of uh, James White around that area, so I can see Rex Burkhead being the safer play as far as upside and touchdowns. But then in the back of my mind, I want to say that 
you know, James White has that sort of Brett Favre game where, you know, he comes back after, mm-hmm. you know, a loss in the family and just absolutely balls out, does it for the, you know, does it for the family, mm-hmm. that type of thing, very motivational, inspirational, and the team kind of galvanizes around him type of situation. So, um, yeah, I'd imagine, you know, if I was in that position, there'd be nothing, nothing quite like, you know, going back to your second family in, in, in your NFL football team that you've, you know, devoted so much to over the years and have won a lot of, or have had a lot of success with. So I'm sure the team is ready for him to come back. And yeah, that's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing to figure out. Um, but he's playing both. So what do you know, what do I know? <laughs> it, it'll work out one way or the other. I think it's a good call. And a uh, shout out to our boy, James White here yes. on the podcast. We have uh, been big time fans since we started the podcast. And of course uh, we're wishing him well personally. And as far as uh, NFL and fantasy goes, Chris, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll jump into the veteran league here real quick and break down our personal teams. Before we do that though, please, if anybody's new to the TCK pod or they have just somehow forgot or not followed you yet, which is shame on them, of course, but if they have not yet, please let them know who you are and where we can find your content. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, so my name is Chris. I'm obviously one of the co-hosts on the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. You can obviously check us out, <clears throat> excuse me, on all the notable podcast platforms, Apple, Google, and Spotify. You can also check us out on our website, uh, thecommishbrand.com. Uh, when you are on the website, go subscribe to our newsletter, The Playbook. It comes out every Tuesday morning. So basically we wrap up, recap injuries, weekly starts um, from the, or I should say injuries from the week before, but also weekly start streamers, trending players, news around the league, everything wrapped up into one newsletter that you'll get on Tuesday morning to help you start your week moving forward. So go subscribe to the playbook. Uh, you won't regret that. It's free. As Josh would say on our pod, it's a free, uh, free piece of content, not behind any paywall. We want you to, to get as much content as possible. We put a lot of work into it. And then obviously, you know, find us on social media. If you are on Twitter and on Instagram at the commission FFP, uh, Eric handles our Twitter account and he's quite funny. So if you want a good laugh, as far as fantasy football goes, go check us out there. He is. And it's always been a, uh, Uh, a nice balance of insightful like legitimate statistics and reasonable information with a side of humor uh, to break the ice a little bit so I appreciate that as well great great grab there with the uh, with the playbook so make sure y'all go get one of those and if you're new to the TCK pod you can find us anywhere you're listening to your podcast leave us a rate and review please as well you can find our articles and rankings at tckpod.com and you can follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. All right, Chris, let's jump into the veteran side of this thing here. I will break down the matchups from last week and the results, and we'll go through the standings, and then we will finish up with the uh, matchups for week four. Good news. You and I both got off the schneid this week here. We uh, came in, came into the week a little, uh, little smitzen on the brow. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like 0-3 in a competitive league is not what I want to do. I've had two competitive matches. I'm kind of like the Bengals, right? Like I've been in both of my matches, but I lost them both. Getting a little nervous. Eked this one out 127 to 124. I had a field goal victory over uh, Team Pelkey, but, you know, a win's a win. So I'll take it. I'm one and two. Pelkey's one and two as well. Hawk Dolliday, 162 to 121 over Lucas. Lucas suffers his first loss this year in the TCK pod. Uh, so he's one of our one of us mere mortals here at two and one. Hawk Dolliday also two and one. Curly at one and two gets a loss against No Sue for You, gets his first win, 121 to 101. Paul Borowski, three and oh. Again, the back-to-back uh, runner-up in the Listener League out to a great start this year, 165 to 122 over Brady for Prez. So uh, they were both 2 0 coming into the week. Paul is now 3 0. Brady uh, for Prez is 2 1. Hayden Zeke stays undefeated as well, 3 0 over Drew Reb, 148 to 97. And then the Commish FFP pulls out the W, 116 to 93 over D Stancato, 1 2 for the Commish, 0 3 for DeStancato. So we'll turn the page and we'll get into our uh, week four matchups here. Um, again, Chris, this is kind of a make a break time a little bit, make a break time a little bit. I'm going to get into, little bit. get into my, uh, yeah. get into my matchup here real quick and then we'll finish up with yours. So I'm going up against DeStancato here. I'm one in two. He is uh Oh, and three. I'm going with your boy, Nick Mullins. I'm going with Nick Chubb. Going with uh, Joe Mixon, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Dalton Schultz, 
Michael Gallup and Devontae Adams. So I just, for anyone keeping score at home, that is, uh, let's see here, that's two Cowboys, two Bengals, uh, Nick Mullins, and hopefully Devontae Adams. I love it, man. <clears throat> and uh, we, know, we know Nick Mullins is on a very, uh, what is it, lucrative list God. as far as historic 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 list. what is it he he is third on the list for most all-time yards thrown in someone's first nine games i mean Good again for I, I saw him yeah and i was just, i text you immediately when i saw that i was like you know it sounds like you're surprised when you hear a stat like that but i mean nick nick mullins are you kidding me broke all of Truth. brett Favre's records in college like Jimmy Garoppolo, God damn it! Don't get me fired up, bro. I'm trying to trying to have a nice uh, trying to have a nice evening. You know what I'm saying? So Mullins, Nick Chubb, I expect Mixon to get in the end zone this week. Ridley will be fine. We'll see if Julio comes back. Tyler Boyd's been balling. I like uh, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup. We've talked about him already, and hopefully we can get uh, Devontae Adams um, in the mix as well. Ryan Tannehill would have been uh, my quarterback most likely, but he is out, of course, due to the COVID situation. In Tennessee. Yeah. All right, let's you're move not, on. You're, you're not uh, – sorry, sorry, one question here. I was going to ask you, you're not feeling uh, Herbert in, in place of that? You know, this week, yeah. I'm, this week I'm not. Again, uh, versus Tampa Bay, on the road, cross-country, uh, Herbert versus Brady. I just um, – Starstruck. Yeah, and I think it's a little bit of like going across the country, a rookie against a good defense, Todd Bowles, they're going to bring pressure. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen's cool, but they don't have a lot of other weapons. I think they're actually going to shut down the run pretty well. Um. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, you know, love me some herbs, of course. But uh, but if if Devonte Adams is healthy, I'm going to go with Devonte Adams as my super flex. If not, I'll probably go with Herbert just uh, out of necessity there. Yep, fair enough. All right, D. Sancotta rolling out Carson Wentz, Adrian Peterson, Melvin Gordon, Robert Woods, Devonte Parker, Evan Ingram, Marquise Brown, and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I like. I obviously, I mean, I think I'm leaning your side as far as just like looking at these teams go. I mean, look, the only the major weak spot here on the team is is Carson Wentz as far as quarterback play goes. And uh, I, I don't know, I just don't see that this ship is going to correct itself anytime soon, especially against the the 49ers. And by the way, like even though they've gotten some pretty significant injuries, they're still pretty lethal. So um, they're they're still playing very well right now. So yeah, Carson Wentz is going to be in for a long potential game. Another guy who's going cross country playing at San Francisco. So, yeah. Uh, Derek Carr versus Buffalo at home or Carson Wentz on the road in San Francisco. Yeah, I'd probably go Derek Carr. I'd, I'd go Derek Carr. I'd they didn't have a good game. They didn't have a good game last week against the Pats, but they're playing the Pats. And, like, I don't know. Belichick is just he, – he just knows how to shut down teams as far as, like, you know, if there's one focal point and it happened to be Waller. So they made Derek Carr throw underneath to Hunter Renfro pretty much all game. Uh, but they are playing at home. They don't have to go cross-country. We talked about this last week. Remember, I, I remember we were just like mentioning, you know, the sleep and cross-country trips. Like, that does a toll on, on, on a person. So, and, you know, all you need is to affect a few people on a team, and then all of a sudden it's just not quite the same as playing at home. The other thing, though, too, is like Buffalo's defense is kind of not as good as I think they're, they were hyped up to be as far as maybe even comparison to their team last year. Like, they're not playing that well. So – um, this could be a situation where Derek Carr has a has a potentially great game, and will I can see this being more of an offensive shootout than a defensive sort of like, you know, uh, uh, chess match in a sense. Yep, I like it. All right, let's move on to Hawk Dolliday and Brady for Prez. Both teams two and one here, trying to secure themselves uh, firmly in second place. We'll start with Hawk Dolliday, Aaron Rodgers, Ceh, James Robinson, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, Jimmy Graham, Sammy Watkins, and your boy Josh Allen. Yeah, great squad here. Uh, and the other thing too, which is really nice, is that uh, Nick Foles is primarily or has been um, primarily a quarterback that likes his tight end. So Jimmy Graham is going to maybe resurrect himself and get some a lot, get some of that touchdown work and red zone action, which we which we basically saw him do last week. So yeah, good squad here. I mean, um, there's not much I would change. I mean, maybe OBJ, but he's questionable for Sammy Watkins. Um, he's got some good backups if he needs to. You know. Eh, something happens to his team but yeah good team overall good squad i agree brady for prez on the other side kyler murray dalvin cook todd Gurley, terry mclaurin darius slayton george kittle assuming he's back healthy this week keelan cole and philip rivers if i spent a hundred percent of my fab naheem hines would be in there <laughs> somewhere he'd be somewhere in my lineup uh no i'm just busting your chops there big guy uh yeah so good again good team um hopefully 
George Kittle does play, I'd like to see him back on the field. It's not, that team's just not the same without him. Um, so yeah, good team. Uh, not much I'd change here. Um, yeah, no, good, good squad. He does have Antonio Gibson and Zach Ertz on the bench. I'm not sure I would swap anybody out per se, but that's nah. a, that's a yeah. nice, uh, nice duo out there to, to swap in per matchup. So I think that's a, I think that's yeah. a good move here. T- tough matchups. I would say as far as both of those guys go, I think Gibson's against Baltimore and Ertz is against um, San Francisco. And then you have Keenan Cole who's up against Cincinnati. So I th- it seems like he's playing matchups right now. Yep. I agree. All right, man, let's go into Curly and Hyde and Zeke. Curly one and two, Hyde and Zeke three and oh. Curly has Lamar Jackson, Kenyon Drake, Devon, uh, excuse me, Devontae Montgomery, David Montgomery of the Bears, <laughs> Kenny Galladay, DK Metcalf, Jordan Akins, Allen Robinson, and Jared Goff. Yeah, how are you feeling about Montgomery with uh, Cohen out? Do Much think- better. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think he's going to like become that guy that everyone thought he was, he was supposed to be last year? The problem is this is one of these classic scenarios where like it's not up to Montgomery. Mm. It's just a matter of if they give him enough work. And right. honestly, like, look, I've been kind of a, a Nick Foles hater because I know what he did last week. I know what he did in the Super Bowl to your boys. Like I've seen all the shit everyone else has seen, but I've also watched him very closely when he was with the Rams and before the Eagles shit. And like, he's not very, I don't think he's, amazing i think he's good and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes which is powerful in the nfl it's jimmy garoppolo right it's ryan Tannehill, whatever um however he does throw the ball significantly more accurately and effectively so i think they're going to do that with the bears now that they can anthony miller can finally be a thing as we saw with two touchdowns last week uh alan robinson finally broke out and jimmy graham as you mentioned earlier darnell mooney is doing well i hope david montgomery can really get you know 20 touches a game because i think he's the type of back with that type of workload he could do some serious damage uh but it's just uh, to be seen and you know i will say uh, the colts is not an easy matchup um so yeah that's my that's long, my biggest worry yeah long term yeah. with cohen out obviously i feel better about demont but look man ryan knoll is around uh cordero patterson who's a kick returner is taking carries like if they wanted to give David Montgomery 20 carries the last two years, they would have done it and they just don't. So I am a little nervous, but mm-hmm. I obviously feel better with uh, Cohen out of the way. Fair enough. Cool. Let's move on to the other side here. Hayden Zeke, Russell Wilson, Zeke Elliott, uh, Darrell Henderson, Julio Jones, assuming he goes this week, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Higby, uh, Amari Cooper and Matt Stafford. Yeah. Good squad. I have nothing. I have nothing really to say here. He's got, He's got a nice squad. Uh, I think Henderson has been one of the bigger pickups, um, you know, coming into this week. He's starting him. Yeah, he's 3-0. and He's doing he's doing what he needs to do right now. Cam Akers is most likely out for this game as well, so uh, yep. Henderson should get even more work. All right, yep, next exactly. up we have Lucas and Pelkey. Lucas suffered his first loss last week, 2-1, and one, and I was able to get Pelkey by a field goal. He is now 1-2. and two. We'll start with Lucas. We got Prescott, Josh Kelly. DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, Julian Edelman, and Teddy B. Yeah, so uh, good squad. It's funny. We were talking about Joshua Kelly as far as, you know, kind of what happened last week. And Josh made a good point on our pod that basically Kelly basically got the the doghouse for the fumble. So he doesn't necessarily think that that's going to continue. He sees a rebound for Kelly just moving forward, assuming that he got the picture. So uh, Kelly's a good start. Um, I think this is one of these things where like Lucas's projections at 122 won't reflect how he ends up scoring. So, um, yeah, good good team. And Dak Prescott is throwing 40 passes a game for <laughs> throwing yards, bombs so. all over the field. Yeah. If DeAndre Swift can get any work done, um, I think uh, I think he'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Pelkey rolling out Daniel Jones, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones. Uh, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Darren Waller, Leonard Fournette, I don't believe is going to play in this game. He is uh, limited in practice, so we'll see what happens with him. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a super flex, uh, so we may have to find uh, an option for him down here on the bench for Leonard Fournette as a flex. But otherwise, we're looking at D. Jones, Kamara, Aaron Jones, Evans, Hilton, Waller, and Fitzmagic. Yeah, good team. Uh, I agree with you on the Leonard Fournette piece. Uh, I'd probably go with uh, Singletary. Um, I think Zach Moss is still out, so I'd probably swap him in for Singletary. 
Yeah, good good team. I think the only big concern, and I'm very nervous about his uh, situation long term here, is Daniel Jones. Man, I don't know what. I mean, you can blame it on the offensive line, I suppose. And yeah, blame, uh, blame the schedule too, though. I mean, we've talked about this, right? And Lucas yeah. and I, it was it was Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and um, the Texans as well, right? Uh, Deshaun Watson. They play gnarly teams. They're not bad. I don't think the Giants' offense is going to be amazing because they don't have Saquon to like make the defense honest anymore. So he might struggle. But all of the Texans are pretty much by lows for me right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, they, I mean, and even you know, even playing the Rams is is a tough matchup. Um, but it will lighten up, right? So in Week Five, he does have Dallas and then Washington and then Philadelphia. So he's got a three game stretch where he can rebound here, and you know, hopefully he can because otherwise he's gonna, you know, he need he needs something to work here for uh, for that team to be uh, somewhat competitive. I agree. Quick note on uh, this squad last week. I was playing Pelkey last week, and it came down to uh, Monday night. He had Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara both set to play still. I was up 65 points, and I was super sweating. I ended up winning by three points. So Kamara and Aaron Jones. No while, bro. Kamara and Aaron Jones together put up 62 points, and uh, actually Aaron Jones scored a touchdown late in the game. They called it back nullified it and i ended up winning if that <laughs> stuck i would have lost it just fantasy's insane man yeah all right let's move on to the final matchup before we break down your matchup chris this is uh, between paul and drew reb now let me uh, uh throw back a little bit here this is actually a rematch of the first championship uh that we had two years ago in the uh, tck pod listener league with drew reb upending uh paul but um, these guys are both great competitors here. So we'll start with Paul. 3-0 so far, and team looks great. He's got Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, rolling out Dion Lewis. Shouts out to the OG Patriot. Robbie Anderson, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Kosicki, Marvin Jones, and Cam Newton. So he's 3-0. He's got a great squad in general, but his bench is James Conner, Juju Schuster, Big Ben, Chris Godwin. He hit that, uh, that Steelers bug, and then he's got Godwin on the bench too. So. He's got a real patchwork team here with Deion Lewis, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Kosicki. Ooh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, no, he. Um, I think he's doing the best he can here, which is, you know, really all you can do with, with that circumstance. So, I mean, he's got a good team, you know, either way. Like, he's got, he's got a lot of upside, I would say. Uh, a lot of guys that can, can, can play well. Uh, Marvin Jones can pop off. I mean, Brandon Ayuk has, has a good floor. They're, still, they're using him like Debo Samuel. Again, we talked about Robbie Anderson has that capacity to, to pop off. If Deion Lewis can give him the 7.14 points he's projected, I think he'll have a decent day. I agree. And he's got Cam Newton and uh, Mahomes in the same game, the Chiefs and uh, Patriots are playing each other. So that'll be interesting to uh, have that in Superflex to watch both quarterbacks go off there. All right. On the other side, Drew Rev growing out Cousins, Josh Jacobs, David Johnson, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Jared Cook, John Brown, assuming he plays, and then uh, Jonathan Taylor as well. Yeah, so um, good. All right, yeah, good. Good team. I would say I, I would probably leading up to the game, I'd be wondering if I want to flex out John Brown for Justin Jefferson. Um, mm. Otherwise, I, I don't think I'd move anybody else around. I like it having Jonathan Taylor there too. It's your uh, super flexes. Pretty nice. I like to have that. All right, man. One more matchup. It is yours. The Kamish crew, one and two off the schneid last week, going up against a fellow one and two player team. No so for you. <clears throat> Chris, we'll start with um, your opponent, and we'll go with uh, Drew Brees, Mark Ingram, Mike Davis, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Travis Kelsey, Nikhil Harry, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, good good team here. Uh, Joe Burrow has obviously been playing very well uh, above his expectations from a fantasy perspective. Um, Top yeah, 10 quarterback. Yeah, no, he is. He's wild. Uh, he's playing well. So I think I think there, there are a couple of areas where I'm hoping we can get him on. I think potentially Mark Ingram, depending on how Baltimore uses him, potentially A.J. Green, potentially Nikhil Harry. So in those, in those areas, I'm hoping those guys don't have good games. So uh, that's what I'm looking for. You have some question marks on your side as well. Sure Rolling do. out Matt Ryan, uh, Miles Sanders, James White coming back. But so far, you've got Michael Thomas in the lineup. You've also got Will Fuller in the lineup. Both of them make me nervous. TJ sure Hawkinson, do. Cole Beasley, and Tom Brady. Let's take a look at that bench, man, just in case. Rex Burkhead, Chris Carson's not looking good. Anthony Miller, Austin Hooper. Of course, you've had A.J. Brown on the bench for a while. 
Um, if you can't go with Thomas and or Fuller, what are your alternates? Yeah, so we'd probably move Cole Beasley out of the flex spot, put him in the wide receiver spot. We actually might end up having to play Rex Burkhead as well, so we might have to play two Patriot running backs just like we were talking about uh, sack attacks. So, yeah, uh, and then we'll probably move uh, Anthony Miller in, and then I'll look on waivers to see who else we can pick up. We have one empty spot because I just moved uh, uh, A.J. Brown into the uh, reserve spot just because of COVID. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're, uh, we've been hit with the plague, man. We, we are hit, getting hit with injuries and now COVID it's like, we're doing the best we can here. We're, uh, we're just hoping if I can, you know, if we can pull off a two and two situation after, after that, I'll be happy. <laughs> right. Uh, quick reminder to everybody, um, just in general, thinking about, um, roster settings and whatnot, it look on the roster and see who is eligible to be on your IR slot, like not just COVID stuff and not just IR, like a lot of settings, especially if you play on sleeper and stuff, they have made it more user friendly to where if a guy is out, you can put him down there for whatever reason. Like James White was not injured, but he wasn't playing. So they yeah. made him eligible to go into IR. And what that means is it doesn't change anything for your team. It just opens up slots where you can hit the waiver wire, pick up some extra guys if you need it. So just do a little house cleaning on your, on your lineup. So I always find opportunity there. I figure I can pick up a DST a week early or pick up an extra quarterback if I'm in super flex or pick up a guy that I'm looking at his uh, situation for running back receiver, see if he pops off. If he doesn't, I drop him anyway. Just do a little house cleaning and make sure that you can get, uh, get the opportunity of, of um, picking up some extra, extra slots if you want. All right, man, let me run down the veterans standings really quick, and then we'll get out of here. Up at the top, both 3-0. and Paul and Hayden Zeke, Hawk Dolliday, Brady for Prez, and Lucas are two and one. Myself, the Kamish crew, Pelkey, Nosa for you, Curly, Andrew Reb, all of us are one and two. And the Lone Ranger down in the cellar is D. Stancato. Chris, it's always a pleasure, man. I hope you enjoy your weekend of football. It's going to be a crazy one. We've already had that one uh, COVID scare with the Steelers and the Titans. Hopefully, we can uh, kind of, um, you know, patch the wound now so it doesn't get too crazy but uh we'll see what happens man and uh look best of luck to your boys this week against the uh chiefs it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough it'll one. be a fun one yeah i agree man thanks for having me on i appreciate everything right on brother go make sure to check out the commish fantasy football crew go get their playbook it is free go check them out on their own podcast and of course on social media you can find the candlestick kids fantasy football podcast on instagram at fantasy football underscore tck pod on twitter at tck underscore pod and our rankings and articles at tckpod.com leave a rate and review on the podcast as well chris it's always a pleasure shout out to your boys have an enjoyable weekend make sure you stay safe and get healthy my man please hydrate and we'll catch you next week appreciate you for chris benavides i'm scott guasco episode 274 in the books Good luck this weekend, TCK Potters. We'll catch you next time. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.